Hare Krishna, I welcome all to everyday everyday each and Hari Nam conference call. Please accept my humble obeisances once again. Uh, today we are very fortunate to have Harjay Samrath Madhavi Devi Jati Mataji from Bangalore, India to enlighten us on um, verse 11, chapter 14 of Canto 5. Mataji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru. Whenever you are ready, please take away. All Mataji. Please accept my humble obeisances too. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Shri Prabhupada. Glories to Shri Guru and Gauranga. All glories to all of you. I'm extremely sorry. I totally forgot. I was totally engrossed in um, reading from His Holiness Shivaram Swami book, Maharaj book, about uh, Shuddha Bhakti Chintamani. And uh, I got lost there and I totally forgot today's class. So, although I have not prepared, because my last class was connected to the same chapter. So Krishna is very merciful. So we will first pray and then we will continue with this session. Narayanam namaskritya naram chaiva narottamam devim sarasvatim vyasam tato jaya mudirayet nashtaprayeshu abhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya ಭಕ್ತೇರ್ಭವತಿಷ್ಟಿಕೀಮಿಷ್ಟಪಾಧಾಯಿಷ್ಟಾಯಿಷ್ಟಾಯಿಷ್ಟಾಯಿಷ್
There are different types of enemies within this material world. The government chastises one due to not paying income taxes. Such criticism, direct or indirect, saddens one and sometimes the conditioned soul tries to counteract that chastisement. Unfortunately, he cannot do anything. Oh, this is a very short purport by Srila Prabhupada. So it says, it's, it's very straightforward and very clear like how we all undergo pain. You know this pain huh, is a very, very interesting thing. Interesting because you can easily throw it out of your life. Very simple. What you have to do to throw it out of life is you have to have the attitude of servitude. You have to have the love of Krishna. What do you mean by love of Krishna? means whatever Krishna wants, that I want. Whatever Krishna does not want, that I don't want. So, if Krishna wanted me to be harassed by people, so be it. If, if that is very clear to us. If all we want is what Krishna wants, if we have that perfection in attitude of servitude, what is this attitude of servitude? Whatever Krishna wants, that seva I shall do now. What Krishna does not want, that I shall not do it now. Both may be services. Now, it was service for me to read His Holiness Shivaram Swami Maharaj book on Kindle. I was reading with all uh, great joy. I was going on reading, understanding, discussing with my family. And I was having great time. But I was lost. I, I wish to continue that, but I was, <laughs> because I was doing it on my Kindle and it was on the same phone. Luckily, Mataji caught me on the phone on internet, on WhatsApp call and reminded me of this class. I'm very grateful to that Mataji who, who reminded me of my service. And immediately, with all the regret and apologetic heart, I stopped that, which was giving me so much joy. I stopped that and I started this class for which I was not prepared because if I spent all my day today only uh, preaching and thinking how every thought of mine should be utilized today for pleasing the Lord, how every thought, and I totally forgot about this class that came up in between which yesterday only I agreed, totally forgot. But, you know, I knew it very well that I was today fully utilizing my mind in Krishna's service and I was helping my other family members also to do the same today, to do the same. And so if I have done nothing but serving Krishna, and if Krishna is reminding me to start this seva, Krishna is going to personally empower me. Guru is personally empowering me. Gauranga will personally empower me. Srila Prabhupada will personally empower me and make me speak what should be spoken uh, in explanation to the purport of Srila Prabhupada. So if this kind of faith is very deep in us, then where is the question of insult or humiliation by government servants or by neighbor or by one's own family members? No question of humility. Because if we know that whatever we get is what Krishna wanted us to get. Then if Krishna wanted it, then that is prasad. You know, that is, that is, that is the remnants of Krishna's mercy. So which we accept with all the devotion. So we will not feel the pain. But who will feel the pain? the materialists. So here we are talking about a materialist who got lost 
in the forest of enjoyment who was a vyapari who was a businessman who came to make some business so he comes and how he gets lost it is his story it's the story of a materialist but we are also in the name of devotional service somewhere we are materialists at heart bhogavancha you know what is our bhoga uh, what is our uh, enjoyment is in one seva we get absorbed say we are absorbed in the seva of cleaning the house then we just extend our cleaning time by 20 minutes by 30 minutes sometimes and our other seva may get hampered why because we got some happiness out of the service we want to continue with that service and to get more and more so we are looking for our happiness we are not looking for the happiness of krishna if we th- looking for krishna's happiness means if we have that love for krishna love to please krishna then we will stop our one seva at the time that we are supposed to stop and we will take up the next seva which we are supposed to do if you are really very particular we will be meticulous about pleasing krishna so we will be very careful about how much time to use for what seva even if you are devotees we sometimes you know uh, maybe we like a lecture or maybe we li- like something so we go on doing that and indulging because we are getting some happiness because we forget our material distresses you know so what are these material distress it is it is something that affects the materialist it is not going to uh, impact on um, a devotee who's very very you know spiritual minded who just wants to please krishna who just wants to please guru and gauranga so um, so it is it is that that prabhupada is speaking that you know that materialists are often hurt you know they have many enemies if we are materialists we also have many enemies so we have to change our attitude of our heart from what i can get to how much i should serve which seva i should do to give the optimum uh, from my lifespan to give to take out optimum out of my energy and out of my time so if we are like that then we will not be saddened otherwise a conditioned soul it will always be very much aggrieved how much aggrieved based on how much he is looking for his happiness directly proportional his pain is directly proportional to the plans he is making to enjoy if he is 100% into plan making to enjoy is 100% going to be very much aggrieved by the chase by chastisement of his enemies and government servants and everyone else whether they they use harsh words or whether they just put a bill of fine you know 500 dollars fine you please pay because you jumped the signal carelessly or you increased your speed then he will be very hurt even though he is not chastised but you know only fine like oh what is this i got caught oh my god i had to get this oh even i was made to stand in the side and i had to pay something like that you know in india it happens i don't know if it happens in america like that uh, but uh, i'm sure y- even there you have to pay fine if you if you break the traffic rules or whatever so conditioned soul um, even tries to cheat you know and that's what is told here the conditioned soul sometimes tries to contract the judgment he will even go to argue that oh i didn't do that or i didn't mean that or something he tries but uh, but the more he tries the more he suffers means ultimately he cannot do anything but listen to the higher government officials so uh, this is the sad state of a conditioned soul therefore there's a need for preaching you know we have to help them by uh, making them get connected to krishna 
because once a conditioned soul gets connected to Krishna and starts serving Krishna for the pleasure of Krishna, he starts getting that happiness and he will work on how to go on uh, indulging himself more and more in Krishna Katha. Because Krishna Katha definitely gives so much solace for everyone. Just like uh, my daughter who is doing her English um, BA honors was saying that, you know, authors are saying, why do people watch cinemas? Because they want to forget their temporary pain and they want to forget their self and want to get into someone else's life and um, enjoy the thrills what the hero or heroine undergoes. You know, for that they're doing. Then why not go for the supreme hero, supreme personality of Godhead? You know, if, if even those materialists will get into the life of Krishna's and and understand and Krishna's devotees, Krishna's devotees are supreme heroes for us devotees because we are not Krishna, we cannot become Krishna. Conditioned soul will be taught that first by bhakti yogis, you know, by Krishna conscious people. They say, you are not God, you cannot become God, but you are a devotee. And so you can become a nice devotee. You can follow in the footsteps of Mahajanas. You can follow in the footsteps of great devotees, great Goswamis. You know, so by knowing their life and by seeing what kind of nice reciprocation they got from the Lord, it will bring tears even in the eyes of a new materialist, you know. It'll bring, if, if it is properly explained and if it somewhere touches his life's feelings, his feelings, it will bring tears. He need not be a pure devotee. And that will increase his interest in knowing about Krishna. So this way we should, we should share Krishna Katha with people around us, with conditioned souls. Otherwise they are just living a life of terrible pain and terrible chastisement which they makes us really uh, very aggrieved you know um, this is what is the purport of that so now chapter uh, canto 5 chapter 14 text number 12 sayada dukha purva sukritastada karaskara kakatundadi apunya druma lata vishoda panavad Ubhayartha Shunya Dravinan Jivan Vritan Swayam Jivan Mriyamana Upadhavati Canto 5, Chapter 14, Text 12, Translation by Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Due to his pious activities in previous lives, the conditioned soul attains material facilities in this life. But when they are finished, he takes shelter of wealth and riches, which cannot help him in this life or the next. Because of this, he approaches the living dead who possess these things. Such people are compared to impure trees, creepers and poisonous wells. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. The wealth and riches acquired through previous pious activities should not be misused for sense gratification. Enjoying them for sense gratification is like enjoying the fruits of poisonous tree. Such activities will not help the conditioned soul in any way, neither in this life nor the next. However, if one engages his positions in the service of the Lord, under the guidance of a proper spiritual master, he will attain happiness, both in this life and the next. Unless he does so, he eats forbidden apple and thereby loses his paradise. Lord Sri Krishna therefore advises that one's possession should be given unto him. Yat karoshi yadash nasi yad juhosi dadas yad 
One should not try to possess more than he needs for the bare necessities. If one gets more than is needed, the surplus should be fully engaged in Lord's service. That will make the conditioned soul, the world and Krishna happy. And this is the aim of life. Wow. See that. The first sentence says the major summary, you know, that in the purport, the wealth and riches acquired through previous pious activities should not be misused for sense gratification. Enjoying them for sense gratification is like enjoying the fruits of pious. You see, among the materialists, see now again we have to see two cases, a materialist if he has excess wealth and a, a devotee who has excess wealth. Now when a materialist has excess wealth, he will use it to buy a bigger car, a bigger bungalow, bigger facilities for sense gratification and he'll go after the most beautiful woman to enjoy. What happens as he buys all this, Kshine Punye, you know, his, his Punya becomes lesser and lesser. Whatever he has accumulated over the previous lifetimes, you know, all his Punya Karma uh, goes towards zero. And once it is zero, then what does he do, you know? Then he is looking for happiness in, uh, you know, from by depending on somebody else, where I can get wealth, where I can, but even if he gets wealth, the problem is that he will lose his health. There are some very rich people. They have diabetes and they have high blood pressure. They cannot eat salt, they cannot eat sugar. Now what can they, see, when you have wealth and when you are already old, you cannot enjoy sex life because you have lost your ability to enjoy sex life. All you can do is you can eat and you have lost the teeth also. Okay, you may have artificial set of teeth, but you are, if you eat more of sugar, you are going to die. If you are going to eat more of salt, you are going to die. So then, then you cannot eat anything. Then how are you going to enjoy? Now if you lose the wealth also and you lose the health also, how are you going to enjoy? Therefore, Prabhupada says, this is not the way of enjoying. Whatever wealth you have, whatever health you have, you know, forget about wealth alone. Whatever health you have, whatever energy you have, whatever talents you have, use it all in Krishna's service from the very moment. Today, I was telling my family that you just ensure that your every thought is redirected to please Krishna. Use your every thought. Let us not use our thought even for enjoying even spiritual activities. Let us let us be very careful to uh, you know uh, focus on how to please Krishna. For now, we may not think of how much time to do which activity, but we should come up to that standard where we give allocated time for allocated spiritual activities because everything has to be done. Now I have got one more seva of translation, you know, which is urgent seva for school books, uh, you know, school children's preaching of Bhagavad Gita. You know, they are going to have uh, Bhagavad Gita Olympiad, you know, so they want to translate in Kannada. So that seva is given to me. So now, you know, if I go on reading and hearing only and chanting, when I am going to do translation seva and that is urgent seva, you know, so that time cannot be lost. So uh, what I understood is that um, it's not just doing seva, but you also should do seva in proportion to what is expected of you. 
you know whatever is expected of us you know we, we are expected to chant 16 rounds we cannot we cannot just go on reading and say for 16 rounds also i don't have time i just love reading or hearing prabhupad no every seva has to have its time so uh, we should not do the seva to because we are getting some happiness out of it so when we do seva because we are getting happiness out of it our time for that seva will go on extending 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 and we may forget that we have to give a bhagavatam class today you know so that is where we have to be very alert you know that is also our seva so if we are really focused on utilizing our time you know the way krishna wants then we will not forget we will be more organized we will we will write maybe every day a timetable like what seva i am expected to today and which which should never be missed by us you know it's a big blunder if we do that you know we cannot uh, we cannot put uh, the devotees in um, you know risk by we taking some responsibility and then we not doing it so if you are very careful see first level where i am now is to use my every thought in krishna service that's the first level what is second level when we use our thought uh, by doing some seva we should also be careful to use exact amount of time for a particular seva you know so that is second level so that guru and krishna and the devotees will be happy okay so if we are really focused like that then we will use wealth also properly in krishna service whatever we have we will not eat without giving to krishna we will not use a house without serving krishna properly every room should remind us of krishna every room when we clean we should think that we are doing krishna's house cleaning so when we are cooking we should think we are doing it for the lord when we are talking to people in the house even if they are non devotees you know we should we should talk in a way that krishna will be pleased you know anything and everything you know we we serve the husband in a way that krishna should be pleased we we serve the wife and children in a way that krishna should be pleased because you know um, it is not that husband is guru yes pati dev yes but for, uh, but you know a pati dev cannot think he is dev and you know treat the wife as a doormat no um, he has to serve the wife thinking she is krishna's property and wife has to treat husband thinking he is krishna's property you know both should have that uh, respect for the family members thinking that they are krishna's people not my property we are not controllers we are not enjoyers we are dasas we are servants and we are here to serve the people in the family and the people among the devotees and the guru and holy name and prabhupad by reading his books by distributing his books we are here to serve only you know if you ask a question to yourself one question you just ask what is the human body given for each one of us should ask ourselves why am i given human body what is the answer that comes to your heart as a devotee now you are a learned devotee what answer comes to it why did this human body is given to me to serve krishna okay if it is to serve krishna how much time out of 24 hours how much time are we supposed to be serving krishna immediately as devotees you say all the 24 hours we are supposed to be serving krishna okay if all the 24 hours we are supposed to be serving krishna then what is the problem just go on serving why do you want to look for your enjoyment there why do you want to do things which give enjoyment to you why don't we do things which gives enjoyment to guru krishna and devotees and the family members around us we are here to serve 24 hours let us go on serving suppose if that is the attitude then we will never get bored of reading we will never get bored of hearing we will never get bored of chanting because my business is suppose suppose if i am told suppose if you each one of you are told that see your all the prasad will come to you but you know there's a urgent need that the world needs prayers the world needs holy name 
So all of you ISKCON devotees, Prasad will come to you. One temple is going to, uh, you know, one temple in the locality is going to take care of the Prasad of all the devotees. And all of you should simply chant except for the time you are eating and except for the time you are sleeping. You can sleep whenever you are sleeping. But get up and again chant. Get up and again chant. Even if you are taking bath, keep chanting. If, if that is told to us, um, how many of you will feel it is difficult? And how many of you feel it is easy? Now, for anybody who feels it difficult, the easy thing is that you have to tell to yourself, human body is given for seva, service. And human mind is also given for serving the Lord. Serving means what? It can be chanting, it can be reading, it can be hearing. So if I'm here for 24 hours seva only, then except for the time when I'm eating and sleeping, you know, except for that much time, if my business is to only do service, and if I'm asked to do, if I'm asked to chant for 15 days non-stop japa is required, your food and uh, everything will be taken care of, we will serve you free food, prasad from the temple, it will come to your home and it will it will take care of your diabetes or conditions or whatever, you know, we will give you according to your diet, but please chant, if they say, you know, chanting becomes easy if you have some things in mind. One thing is that I am not the doer, you know. Uh, my body and energy is meant for using in service of the Lord and Lord is going to fulfill my desire of serving if I endeavor. One thing is that. Another thing is that we should not do it like, oh, I have to do it, I have to do it. Oh my God, full day I have to do it. No, don't think I have to do it, I have to do it very passionately. Think my body is for seva, so I will do it comfortably. If I'm sleepy, anyway I will sleep. If I'm hungry or thirsty, they're going to give me prasad. So rest of the time I will go on chanting. Or, suppose if they are told that you have to non-stop read scriptures, you know, read. So then again, don't do it in the mode of, oh, I have to read, oh, non-stop read. No, when you are sleepy, you can sleep. When you are hungry, you will, we will give you prasad. Uh, then, what is the difficulty in going on reading? What is the difficulty? If you know that you are meant for seva alone, you know, underlining thing is that, underlying thing is uh, that I am here to only give seva to please Guru, Krishna and devotees. Only give, give and give. That's my business. Then, and all your family, your kids' education, you are sending them to school. Everything that ISKCON is going to take care. But we need your seva for 15 days continuously for reading. Then, and when you are sleepy, you can sleep. But other times, when you are hungry, we will feed you. And your family members, we will take care of. You should just be doing reading. Then what is the difficulty? And family also says, yes, please do it, otherwise we will die. If you don't do that, then there's something going to happen. These prayers in the form of reading is required. Otherwise, corona like another disease is going to attack and it's already attacked. For that only solution is reading. Then what is the difficulty? It will be difficult if you are in the mode of fashion. Oh, I have to read it. I have to read 24 hours. Oh my God, how am I going to do that? If you think I have to do it, when you think I am the doer, it's difficult. If you think I'm a servant, Krishna gives me energy. I have to just use it in Krishna's service. Non-stop, I have to just go on reading. As long as I can, when I cannot, I can sleep or if I am hungry, I can eat. What is the difficulty? There is no difficulty. So we have to come out of this mood that I am the doer. We should understand Krishna is providing, we are just giving back to Krishna. Whatever Krishna has given, we are giving back in the seva what Krishna wants. And what Krishna wants is told by our temple community. Temple community is requesting something from us so that we will fulfill. So what is the difficulty? Difficulty is there when we do it in the mode of passion. When you are like, I have to do it, I have to do it. No. Whatever energy I have, I will do it to the capacity I can. Now, if I say five verses, I have to complete within one hour, then I will be doing it fast, 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 fast. But if I say, whatever Krishna allows me to complete within one hour, I will try my best. I try to reach five or even more. But if Krishna provides me that much of capacity, 
and Krishna helps me, then I will complete. If it if it didn't, if he if he makes me finish at two verses or three verses, then stop it at that. You know, whatever Krishna wants. If if I am anxiety free, what is the difficulty in continuously serving the Lord? So this one thing, if we understand, then all the devotional service becomes like what Krishna said in Bhagavad Gita, chapter nine, verse number. I think it's two. Susukam kartum avyayam, rajavidya rajaguhyam pavitram idamuttamam pratiksha vagamam dharmam. I think it is next, next line is Susukam Karthamavya. I am not sure. Okay, whichever line, either second verse or third verse, it says Susukam Karthamavya. Means this this devotional service is, is very blissful. Why it is not blissful to chant? Why it is not blissful to read? Why it is not blissful to hear or to do any other devotional service? Because we are taking it in the mode of passion. I have to do it. I have to do it. Oh my God, I have to finish it within this time frame. Then I have to do that. Then I have to do this. No, 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 no. You know, take it coolly. They say, um, I have a lot of things to do, but I will give this much time today and I will do my best quality japa within that much time. And within uh, this much time, and, and always one and a half hour to two hours, we have to keep aside for japa. Within the remaining time only, I will do the rest of the activities. Like that if we, if we ensure that we prioritize our devotional service, and then we um, we do it, you know, peacefully to please the Lord to our capacity. Then what is the difficulty? There's no difficulty in doing any devotional service continuously. So if we understand that much, and then if you say whatever wealth I have, I'll do to my capacity in service of the Lord. Whatever health I have, I will use it in service of the Lord by doing services to my capacity. To my capacity, whatever possible in my circumstance, how much I can do, I will do. Then there is absolutely no passion in the heart. We can be really blissfully doing susukam kartamavyayam. So this is what Prabhupada says that, you know, that if one gets more than needed, you know, surplus should be fully engaged. Even what we have, whatever we get, what is needed also, that also it should be engaged in Krishna's service. And whatever surplus we get, that also it should be engaged in Krishna's service. Should be fully engaged in Lord's service. That will make the conditioned soul, the world and Krishna happy. And this is the aim of life. So this, that's it, you know. What is the aim of life? Whatever we have, let us use it in Krishna's service. According to Krishna's gurus and devotees' expectation. Like, today I was expected to do this class. So according to the devotees' expectation, according to gurus' expectation, which comes through the devotees, let us do it as nicely as possible. Then there is absolutely no anxiety. Okay? Then comes Canto 5, Chapter 14, Text 13. Ekadasat prasangan nikritamatir vyudaka shrota skalanavad ubhayatoki dukhadam pakandam abhiyati. Translation of Canto 5, Chapter 14, Verse 13. By Srila Prabhupada, Jai Srila Prabhupada. Sometimes to mitigate distress in this forest of the material world, the conditioned soul receives cheap blessings from atheists. He then loses all intelligence in their association. This is exactly like jumping in a shallow river. <coughs> As a result, one simply breaks his head. He is not able to mitigate his sufferings from the heat and in both ways he suffers. The misguided conditioned soul also approaches so-called sadhus and swamis who preach against the principles of the Vedas. He does not receive benefit from them either in the present or in the future. Just a minute, I'll drink a little water as I'm having tendency to cough. Purport <coughs> yeah. by Srila Prabhupada. 
Jai Shri Prabhupada. Canto 5, Chapter 14, Text 13, Purport. Cheaters are always there to manufacture their own way of spiritual realization. To get some material benefit, the conditioned soul approaches these pseudo-sanyasis and yogis for cheap blessings, but does not receive any benefit from them, either spiritual or material. In this age, there are many cheaters who show some jugglery and magic. They even create gold to amaze their followers, and their followers accept them as God. This type of cheating is very prominent in Kali Yuga. Vishnu Chakruti Thakura describes the real Guru in this way. Samsara Dava Nalalida Loka Tranaya Karunya Ghana Ganatvam Praptasya Kalyana Gunaranavasya Vande Guru Shri Charanaravindam One should approach Guru who can extinguish the blazing fire of this material world, the struggle for existence. People want to be cheated and therefore they go to yogis and swamis who play tricks. But tricks do not mitigate the miseries of material life. If being able to manufacture gold is a criteria for becoming God, then why not accept Krishna, the proprietor of entire universe, wherein there are countless tons of gold? As mentioned before, the color of gold is compared to will-o'-the-wisp or yellow stool. Therefore, one should not be allured by gold manufacturing gurus, but should sincerely approach a devotee like Jada Bharata. Jada Bharata instructed Rahugana Maharaj so well that the king was relieved from bodily conception. One cannot be happy by accepting a false guru. A guru should be accepted as advised in Srimad Bhagavatam. The smart guru prapadyeta jijnyasu shreya uttamam. It is 11th canto, 3rd chapter, verse 21. One should approach a bona fide guru to inquire about the highest benefit of life. Such a guru is described as follows. Shabde parecha nishnatam. Such a guru does not manufacture gold or juggle words. He is well versed in the conclusions of Vedic knowledge. Veda is surveyed aham eva vedyo. He is freed from all material contamination and is fully engaged in Krishna's service. If one is able to obtain the dust of lotus feet of such a guru, his life becomes successful. Otherwise, he is baffled both in this life and the next. Now, Prabhupada is explaining, you know, bogus guru versus genuine bona fide guru from the parampara and he is comparing for Jada Bharata, you know, if you really want to um, get transformed, you know, then you have to go to a person like Jada Bharata. Why Jada Bharata topic came here? Because it is Jada Bharata who is giving this uh, allegorical story to King Rahugana. That is why how Rahugana approached Jada Bharata, the minute he came to know he is not an ordinary soul, he stopped all the chastisement, fell at the feet of Jada Bharata and asked, please tell me who you are, right? So, you know, um, so that is why Prabhupada is appreciating Rahugana Maharaj, how he fell at the feet of Jada Bharata and is learning. Like that, we have to learn from a person like Jada Bharata, not from bogus people who know to create gold. If you are really after gold, and if you think the one who is creating gold is God, then go to Krishna. He has created tons and tons of gold, you know. And not only gold, diamonds and corals and gems and precious stones and what not, water and air and oxygen and uh, food and uh, so many things Krishna has created, right? So why not go to him? He has created, he is the creator of everything. He is the creator of this bogus guru also. Then why not go to the Krishna, you know? So three percent have got it. Like that, Prabhupada is saying, you know, we have to go. Why? Why we should go? 
then if you really want the highest benefit, what is highest benefit? To not take birth like a fool again here. You know, that is the highest benefit. Why that is the highest benefit? Why not something else the highest benefit? Because human body, the purpose of giving human body, just like every item is created with a purpose, right? Even a screw is uh, designed with a purpose. So human body is designed obviously with a purpose. What is the purpose? Use this to go back to God. That is the highest purpose. So you should go to a guru who will teach us how to go back to God, not go to bogus guru. And you know, uh, we don't get even material benefit from us. You know, forget, we are, we are going for material benefit. But that also a bogus guru cannot give. You know, um, I was hearing, you know, one bogus guru's lecture just for fun. You know, uh, it was it was coming in front on our new TV which my husband purchased. You know, he purchased a TV in which we can also watch our lectures, you know, YouTube lectures. That kind of uh, facilities there in modern TVs. So he bought a new TV because there was some problem with the old one. And uh, at that time he, he switched on some YouTube video to show to us, you know, that you can connect YouTube. And we ended up seeing a bogus guru and he was telling, you see, and I was shocked, he was using all Prabhupada's uh, philosophy literally in his favor, you know. He is saying, uh, you know, Shastras are declaring that he is God and 60,000 years ago some Purana is written, oh, he only must have written some book 60,000 years ago in which about him it's written something. And he is telling um, that, uh, he was telling something, you know, uh, yeah, see, whenever you come to me, you will get everything, he is saying, you know, you will get everything. Huh? In case you didn't get, you understand you are not qualified for it. Wow, what a philosophy. Huh? If if you didn't get, that means what? He's a bogus guru. So he's telling, he's telling his God, he's telling his Paramashiva, Sadashiva is telling, he's claiming himself. And then he is saying that if you come to him, you'll get everything. And by chance you didn't get everything, that means you're not qualified for it. So everybody should think that, understand it. Because Sadashiva is telling like that. See, very, very smartly, means even if you go for material things, if you didn't get, he'll say you're not qualified. Then you're not getting, that's what Prabhupada is saying, you know, bogus gurus, you go to them, they, you go for cheap blessings, but you actually don't get even material benefit also, forget about spiritual. Such people are really misguiding us, you know. So, uh, if we think of them and die, we will go to the hell where they are going, you know. So, to such people, uh, you know, Prabhupada is really heavily criticizing, um, because that's what is told in this translation, that how uh, the soul who has come to do business in the forest, you know, how he gets misled, you know, how he how he loses, see, sometimes to mitigate distress in the forest of material world, a conscious soul receives cheap blessings from atheists, see, cheap blessings. He then loses all in intelligence in their decision. Yeah, you're taking their decision, what more? Whatever they talk, that only you think is Sarvaswa. And, and then, uh, you know, and then when people got cheated, they're coming out of that bogus guru. Uh, some TV serials are, is being made on that bogus guru like that. So, you know, such bogus gurus, many are there, many. When I was young, somebody was telling me that, I think even now there uh, there's somebody who is claiming to be Kalki Bhagavan and things like that. There's another one. Now that we have many, many people who claim themselves to be God, you know. And uh, we are getting fooled because we are looking for some mental happiness. Prabhupada says, no, you should, you should go to a guru like Jada Bharata who will actually do highest benefit you know, for you, by helping you to quit this material body and never to come back here. You know, when you quit, you will never come back here. So that kind of guru, you know, uh, we should go for. Not the one who is go for going for manufacturing gold or juggling words. He says he should be well versed in the conclusion of Vedic knowledge, and he should he should just teach us to, uh, you know, get hold of the lotus feet of Krishna. That's all. Because Vedas are very If you if that guru has really studied Vedas, 
then he should only teach us of how to how to get Krishna's lotus feet, service lotus feet of Krishna, you know. So if if a guru is able to connect us to Krishna, and uh, you know, then to such guru's dust of lotus feet of his, if we can get, then we will be successful like that, you know. Um, otherwise, we will will be just cheated in this life and also the next life. Because we didn't do uh, the work to go to right Guru and we, we did enough work to go to wrong Guru. So even next life we will start from uh, going to the wrong Guru. You know, From where we stop, we continue from there. So we are losers not only in this life but also in next life. So we have to go for the right Guru. That is what is told. Now, uh, wow, we still have around a few minutes left. So 14 minutes are there. I wish to do one more verse, 14th verse. Um, and maybe even the 15th verse. Let's see. Um, Canto 5, chapter 14, uh, verse 14. Yada tuppara bhadhyandha atmane nopanamati tada hipitra putra bahirsh mata pitra putranvasa khalu bhakshati. Canto 5, chapter 14, text 14, translation by Srila Prabhupada, Jai Srila Prabhupada. In this material world, when the conditioned soul cannot arrange for his own maintenance, Desploid, despite exploiting others. He tries to exploit his own father or son, taking away that relative's possessions, although they may be very insignificant. If he cannot acquire things from his father, son or other relatives, he is prepared to give them all kinds of trouble. Purported by Srila Prabhupada. Once we actually saw a distressed man steal ornaments from his daughter, just to maintain himself. As the English proverb goes, necessity knows no law. When a conditioned soul needs something, he forgets his relationship with his relatives and exploits his own father or son. We also receive information from Srimad Bhagavatam that in this age of Kali, the time is quickly approaching when a relative will kill another relative for a small far thing. Without Krishna consciousness, people will deteriorate further and further into hellish condition wherein they will perform abominable acts. You see? So, uh, Prabhupada is talking about a real life case where a man was stealing his daughter's gold. Brothers kill brothers for property. You know, sometimes father kills the son or daughter because she got married into a different religion. See, killing becomes like a mosquito killing. huh? Uh, means whatever I want should happen. Whatever I want didn't happen means we are ready to kill also. And this is happening everywhere. So that is what uh, Srimad Bhagavatam is warning. See, we also receive information from Srimad Bhagavatam that in this age of Kali, the time is quickly approaching when a relative will kill another relative for a small far thing. You know, probably in the 11th canto, uh, we, we get to hear that probably, you know, where, uh, sorry, 12, 12th canto probably, you know, that um, uh, Kali Yuga, how it is going to progress in a worser and worser direction. You know, so that is why uh, Prabhupada is saying the dangers of Kali Yuga that um, men become so selfish. See, if we are not in the mood of giving, then we are always in the mood of taking. When we are in the mood of taking, you know, we are all greedy. You know, all jivas are greedy. Now, what you should do with this greed is use the greed in service of Krishna. Use the greed for hearing about Krishna. So, then what happens? Your greed to do something for Krishna increases. But if you are using the greed to get more, how can I get more, get more, the greed will go on increasing for every Jivatma, whether you are a devotee or whether you are a non-devotee. You know, greed is there. So for devotees, Prabhupada had greed to write books. 
Prabhupada had greed to preach. Prabhupada had uh, greed to give more and more compassion, you know, uh, compassionate act of uh, preaching, you know, he had greed for that. He had more and more greed to spread Krishna consciousness. He had more and more greed to print more books. He had more and more greed to distribute more books. Greed everybody has. So, greed cannot be removed. So, Prabhupada says, desire cannot be removed, he says. So, you have to, that's why, you know, channelize your desire to serve Krishna, to please Krishna. Very simple. So, if we can use our greed to serve, then we will not kill, but we will end up serving our family. Serving everybody. When we serve, everybody will feel, oh, my poor family members. Why should they be choked? You know, they too should be getting at the at the capacity that they have to receive. If they had LK chili, we'll give them only LK stuff. Enough. But we'll give them something. We'll be in the mood of giving. But if we are greedy to take, then we we, we if our greed increases, it'll go even up to the level of killing for just a small farthing. That's what Prabhupada is saying. So this is going to be really terrible. You know, for without Krishna consciousness. People are getting into a hellish condition at their thoughts, at their heart, and therefore they do such abominable acts. That's why our greed should be channelized in, in giving our service to Guru and Krishna, giving pleasure. For giving pleasure, we should hear more, you know, hear, hear from pure devotees, you know, hear, daily hear from Prabhupada in the form of reading books or in the form of hearing and also try to daily hear from one's own spiritual master and then hear from someone who, with, from whom you feel inspired to hear okay? so that is, that is how we can get rid of hellish condition and we can have Vaikuntha in our heart we can invite Lord in our hearts okay? then one more verse Canto 5 chapter 14 text number 15 Kvachid Asadhya Graham Davavat Priyartha Vidhuram Asukhodaram Shokagnina Dahyamano Brisham Nirvedam Upagachati Translation Canto 5, Chapter 14, Text 15, Translation In this world, in this world, Family life is exactly like blazing fire in the forest. There is not the least happiness and gradually one becomes more and more implicated in unhappiness. In household life, there is nothing favorable for perpetual happiness. Being implicated in home life, the conscient soul is burnt by the fire of lamentation. Sometimes he condemns himself as being very unfortunate and sometimes he claims that he suffers because he performed no pious activities in his previous life. So, Canto 5, Chapter 14, Verse 15, Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. In the Guru Ashtaka, Srila Vishnu Chakrati Thakura has sung, Samsara Dava Nalalida Loka Tranaya Karunya Ghanaganatvam. A life in this material world is exactly like a blazing forest fire. No one goes to set fire to the forest, yet the fire takes place. Similarly, everyone wants to be happy in the material world, but the miserable conditions of material life simply increase. Sometimes a person caught in the blazing fire of material existence condemns himself, but due to his bodily conception, he cannot get out of the entanglement, and thus he suffers more and more. See, pathetic life of family is explained here. 
even if you don't want a quarrel if we are a materialist we end up quarreling why very simple because we want our happiness people who are newly married they can really relate to it you know what what happens in our newly married life we are we are uh, coming with so much of hopes and expectations as a child we didn't get what we wanted huh? as as a student we didn't get the result that we wanted as a child we didn't get the toys that we wanted from parents all that we wanted we didn't get as a student we didn't get all the marks that we wanted we always want we always want to le study less and we all, always want to become rank one in class right everyone will have that desire but we don't get but at least after marriage we think now i am big you know i can maybe ask my husband and get this and our husband thinks ah, now i can um, nobody gave me what i wanted but at least my wife will do what i want husband thinks but it is a total you know our illusion um, gets um, you know um, exposed in front of us that that this married life is not a happy one you know everybody in the beginning of marriage experiences that oh my god it's a shock after shock everybody who newly marries they undergo sh a sequence of shock after shocks because whatever they thought that will not be the fact <laughs> we are thinking i am the body but we realize uh, when we learn we are not the body we are the soul like that spiritually we get that shock in chapter 2 bhagavad gita like that you know um, we get many shocks that whatever we want we we always come with the mood of little bit of enjoying that little bit of enjoying also especially those who come with very minimum expectations of enjoyment they get the maximum heartbreak because they said at least i just didn't want anything i just wanted this much this much also i could not get in this marriage oh this is a terrible heartbreak those who have more desires anyway for them padam padam yathidam they have they have heartbreak at every step you know so uh, so this what uh, we we're not wanting a heartbreak but we end up in a heartbreak this what you know it is proper is trying to explain that material life is like blazing forest fire we're not setting a fire but we end up in fire we get burnt nicely you know that is why you know um propad says see this and similarly everyone wants to be happy in the middle world that's the fact even in marriage everybody is going for marriage to become happy but the miserable conditions of material life simply increase you know what happens after marriage i had all my problems now i get uh, entangled with the spouse's problems also and you know we think if we have a child probably our problems in between us at least will reduce and then we will also have to uh, you know consider seriously our child's problems also child also comes with its baggage of karma so child's health issues you know when my daughter first got specs at the age of 2 and a half i was i underwent a real heartbreak my baby is getting a specs i don't have specs my husband does not have specs my baby is having a specs and she has to wear it for lifetime oh my god it was such a terrible heartbreak see if, if that baby was not my baby <laughs> if i didn't have that attachment then i wouldn't bother about so many kids were very specs but i never felt any heartbreak but when my own kid whom i thought is my own you know uh, had a problem that became a problem for me so as long as we take everybody as my own my own my own we are increasing our problems you know if we can think them as their krishnas and we are also krishnas and we are here to give our life and our service and our thoughts and our advice and our uh, services to everyone because they are our krishnas people don't think my people you know think our krishnas gifts you know who are there to receive service from me so that i get purified if that is the mood then only you know this um, blazing forest fire uh, will be extinguished by the mercy of guru you know one spiritual master you know spiritual master will empower us to serve when we desire to serve 
spiritual master will empower us to serve and and then uh, our mood and our attitude it when it transform to the attitude of servitude then then we become very happy you know otherwise when we are into getting the seva then we are really miserable and what is that misery i just want to read it <laughs> it's very interesting how nicely it's in translation you see the translation in this world family life is exactly like blazing fire in the forest this every couple will understand it uh, we don't need to explain there is not the least happiness and gradually there is not the least happiness and soon after marriage if a person is undergoing heartbreak after heartbreak and later on if he, is, he or she is getting happiness then we should understand that happiness did not come from marriage happiness came from the sacrifices that you are doing to please the other person remember that happiness does not come free it comes at the cost of how much we can sacrifice so if we are fully into sacrificing at the level of thought to serve krishna every thought shall be dedicated to serve to please then at every thought we are happy the happiness does not come without giving something to the lord without giving something to the devotees the more you are into giving everything to the lord everything into the devotees um, and everything into the family and not expecting a least from it for you then you are really happy you know then you are more and more implicated by happiness but you are doing the other way around we are all doing the other way around we are trying to get things out of the family for our happiness so what happens we are more and more implicated by unhappiness in the household life there is nothing favorable for perpetual happiness see there is nothing that's what i told you there is nothing favorable for perpetual happiness if you are thinking by marriage i'll be happy sorry by marriage nobody will be happy by adjustments by sacrifices by the mood of pleasing krishna and seeing our family as krishna's gifts whether they are devotees or non devotees by by seeing them as krishna's gifts and by being in the mood of serving them even at our cost that is the way for perpetual happiness not that um, you think by having one husband or wife will be happy no being being implicated in home life the conditioned soul is burned by the fire of lamentation see being implicated by home life the conditioned soul so the more we are considering our home as our life and soul then you know you think uh, my spouse is my life and soul my child is my life and soul then they are all their problems also becomes our life and soul and it will really burn us you know in the in the fire of lamentation sometimes he condemns himself as being very unfortunate yeah when we do i did everything for my family i married and i even had child i tried i worked so hard but he sees so much pain why for me i am suffering so much others he when he suffering foolish person does not know the neighbor also is suffering everyone is suffering whoever is wanting happiness out of the family is suffering he does not know that he is looking for happiness and he is suffering very simple so he has to look for giving happiness you know if he or she right in the beginning of marriage understands that we are marrying not for our happiness but to follow the order of shastras that you know you change your ashrama for serving the lord from brahmacharya we are getting into grahastashrama why to serve the lord if you understand that much then what happens then you will go with the mood of serving the lord by fulfilling lord's instructions when i am married when i am the husband i will take care of the wife who is a property of krishna when i am married and when i am the wife i will take care of husband who is a property of krishna if that is our mood and when i when i am married when we are married we get children so that we allow some souls also to progress in krishna consciousness by we practicing krishna consciousness more seriously so that we set a good example for our kids if this is the mood then automatically everybody in the family becomes happy but we are doing the opposite then how we can be happy 
if we are needing the dough for making a roti you have to put only required amount of water if you pour 10 times more water than to making a dough it will become dosa batter it will not become chapati dough you know so you you you, you have to follow the process correctly then you will get the correct result you are marrying and you are looking for your happiness how can you be happy you are only going to into the forest fire of lamentation but you are marrying for giving happiness to the lord by taking care of one one more family member and trying to do together krishna consciousness then you will be happy when it's not just about together krishna it's not that soon as you marry come on let's sit and chant and you take care of only chanting and you are not even cook in time or you will not do your duties of going to job in time you will not even go to job you want to spend simply spend time with the wife because you want to do devotional service you have got a wife you don't want to leave her so that way also does not work right we have to do all the duties which we are expected to when we hold a responsibility of a husband or of a wife whatever responsibilities we have been given by the lord we have to take that equally as seriously as we take our japa also but for the pleasure of the lord not for pleasure of family no for the pleasure of lord and we are taking care of the pleasure of the family again to please the lord we we want to please our family if we are pleasing our family members for the sake of pleasure of the lord then it will be continuous it is very sustaining but if we are wanting to please the family members because they also should please us then that is not sustaining because they may not please to the extent we want them to please us so you will feel when he or she is not pleasing me why should i please then that question will come so don't do it for their pleasure do it for krishna's pleasure then even if they don't please us we will still want to please our family members because we want to please krishna so so you see if we if we go in the reverse direction of pleasing ourselves we are in the blazing forest fire of lamentation but we are in the right direction of pleasing krishna by pleasing our family by pleasing devotees by pleasing guru we are in the right direction and we will also be happy um so sometimes he condemns himself as being very unfortunate and sometimes he claims that he suffers because he prof- performed no pious activities in previous life yeah finally when they suffer they say it's all my bad karma i married this person no it's not your bad karma you married this person it is it is a current karma that you are doing you are making your life into hell current karma because even your good karma will get perished in no time so when you had good karma how did you utilize it in krishna's service so if you had developed an attachment to serving krishna when you had good karma then when you have bad karma also you will still use use that also in you know you will use all reversals to serve the lord you will use all the failures as a stepping stone to success to get closer to krishna you know if if we use anything and everything for success or failure all in the perspective of pleasing krishna if you if you take every failure as um, as a thing to strengthen yourself to serve krishna better then where is the question of misery there is no question of misery there is no question of forest fire forest fire is a destiny only of a materialist it's not the destiny of a sincere devotee like you all who are doing such nice morning program every day it's not your destiny you don't deserve it at all devotees don't deserve it that to sincere people like you all none of you deserve misery provided you ensure that your every thought you will dedicate it to please guru krishna and the near and dear family members they may not be near and dear they may be kadwa they may be bitter they may be spicy but our goal is to see them as dear because they are given by the lord they are part and parcel of the lord hence they are dear to us we may keep a little distance and serve them but our attitude should be always filled with gratitude to krishna for giving this particular family member who may be not so good to me but he if he is given by the lord or if she is given by the lord to me 
and my business is to serve them and to keep them happy. So if we are focused on pleasing everyone, they need not be pleased, but we should be trying to please them to please Krishna. So if that is the attitude, then definitely, you know, we are going to be happy. So I think uh, my time is uh, up already. I'm six minutes late, but we covered five verses as um, your expectation. So thank you very much for tolerating me with my delay and taking, and I'm sorry for giving you the anxiety of uh, not joining the call. Um, I'll be careful next time to make a timetable and do my seva maybe from tomorrow. As a, let it be a lesson for me. Please bless me. That it will be a serious lesson that tomorrow onwards I will write my timetable for the day of what seva to be done for how much time so that my all my services will go nicely. This is this my next level of um, you know advancement in devotional service. Please bless me that I may be as organized as you people. Um, thank you so much for your patience. And um, if you have any questions or comments, you're most welcome to do so now. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dhanavad Pranam. As always, wonderful. Um, and your focus on how we should be serving Krishna Guru and devotees and uh, family members was, um, <coughs> was explained very nicely. Thank you so much, Mataji. Uh, devotees, any questions, um, comments? Your feedback, please, please, uh, please unmute yourself and go ahead. Thank you so much, dear Vanamali Mataji. My humble obeisances to you too. All glory to Sri Prabhupada. All glory to Sri Guru and Gauranga. If anybody has any questions, you can ask. Mataji, you give very nectar in class. We learn a lot from you when you give the class. I'm surprised. With your memory, your constant reading, and constant serving, the best teaching you give is serve the Krishna constantly. Remember Krishna constantly. So your message is so good and it touches everybody's heart in the early morning in Bhagavatam class. Thank you, Matani. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much for again reiterating this nice point. Thank you so much. Our glory is to devotees like you. That's why Krishna is putting the right verdicts which you all deserve to hear. You're all amazing devotees. I'm always very impressed by all of you. I really admire you all. I'm your fan that you're maintaining such a nice online temple. Thank you so much for your kind words. Anybody has any other questions or comments? You're most welcome to do so now. So maybe with your permission, should we conclude, conclude today's session? Yes, we can. We can conclude today's session. Vancha kalpataru bhyasya, krupa sindhu bhyayevacha, patitanam pavya.